Today's episode of Who Weekly is brought to you by The CW. New series Naomi airs Tuesdays at 9, 8 central, or you can stream free next day on The CW app. You will drain Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. And breaking news one, it's our birthday. We turn six today. We're six. Happy birthday. Breaking news two, Machine Gun Kelly is soon to be Machine Gun Kelly Fox. Machine Gun Kelly Fox. And Megan is going to be Megan Kelly. <laughs> Megan. No, his real name Megan, isn't Megan Gun Kelly Fox. Gun Kelly Fox. His name is Colson Baker. It's Colson. So she'd be it's Megan Coulson. Baker, which is even funnier. Megan Fox has a perfect name, and honestly, so does Machine Gun Kelly. You don't change your name when it's perfect. It's funny that it's there fine. are two Foxes like currently peaking in pop culture right now, and they're not related. Because what can we really say about Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox getting engaged that hasn't already been said, you know? This is really driving home for me how on trend the, like, dark hair vixen is right now. Mm-hmm. We're fully out of our blonde cycle, you know? When Katie, when Katy Perry got rid of her blonde, we knew it was over. When Katy Perry got those black extensions and said, you know what, fuck it, I'm going to Vegas and I'm doing what everybody, <laughs> like, I'm just going back to the hair that everybody liked. We, knew. we couldn't believe it. We could. When Scream came back and we had Courtney Cox and Nev Campbell with their with their long brunette locks, you know, topping the box office. Brunettes we are realized. back. I'm less interested in Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox than I am in Julia Fox. Are you? Starting a new yearly, excuse me, weekly segment on Interview Magazine, unless they're trolling us, called Fox News. We were being, you know, media critics. You hear that? And we were like, uh, interview magazine, somebody who works there is in cahoots with Julia Fox, or at least like they know each other. They're, they're, they're old friends. And this interview, which essentially uh, Julia Fox dubbed Fox News because the joke is that she keeps on telling them shit and they keep on publishing it like it's mm-hmm. a news report about her life. Mm-hmm. Talk about why even get a comment when you could just get the whole thing in an interview form. <laughs> On Interview Magazine. And via this, text. It seems like this was all done via text. Their banter severely implies they know each other. Yes. I mean, this part alone where Fox goes, let's call it This Week in Fox News. Interview says, you're insane. And Fox goes, you love it. You love it. it. <laughs> you're insane. <laughs> you uh, love Interview it. <laughs> did not get back to me when I emailed them and asked if um, Ken Leva is evil Kanye or the pseudonym for anyone. Uh, They did not respond to me, which I'm not surprised by, but still I tried. We should read some of these back and forths. Can I be interview and you be Fox? Because I feel like you're better at the VIP list girly. I was going to say, am I I still giving a VIP list girly? You have to give us VIP list girly. We're not going to read the whole thing, but we'll read this segment. What did you eat at Delilah? (laughs) Hold on. Ugh. I kept getting up, and every time I came back, what I ordered became something else. I ended up eating a Caesar salad. Were you obsessed? I wasn't obsessed with the Caesar salad. How could you be obsessed with the Caesar salad when you're sitting next to fucking Madonna? So what was last night like? Depends on the Caesar salad. Sorry, but you could be obsessed (laughs) with Caesar salad. Like a good Caesar salad. Well. A good Caesar. If you were eating the best Caesar salad of your life, you'd be obsessed even though you were sitting next to Madonna. 
if it's a Caesar wrap, especially, oh, oh. I'm ignoring Madonna. If it's uh, an excellent Caesar wrap, Madonna's not even, even there. It doesn't even need to be the best Caesar wrap I've ever had in my life. But if it's in top 10%, I'm focused on the Caesar wrap. When the Caesar wrap, when they make sure to make the wrap a little crispy. Oh, Don't even get me started about wrap. Caesar wraps. It's like. Where was that amazing even... Caesar wrap that we took a, a journey to, to. It was like. In Tribeca or something. Yeah, that used to be my favorite Caesar wrap. It's it was like exist. a dive bar that had Caesar wraps. No, it's it, like yeah, mud, it, muddy, mud bar, mud. It's not mud shop. It's not mud spot. No, it's, it's called like Mudville. 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 Okay, actually, oh, Mudville, Mudville 9 wrap. in Tribeca has one of the best Caesar wraps. <laughs> it's true. Oh my God, I'm looking at photos of this. No, seriously, Mudville like Caesar now wrap. you're reminding me I gotta go there and get the Caesar wrap. They probably it's probably still good. Mm, that's good. I'm so what we're saying is on a lifelong hunt come on, for Julia the best Fox. Caesar wrap. Yeah. Madonna doesn't necessarily trump a Caesar salad. I'll tell you what, I'd rather eat a Caesar wrap than listen to MDNA. <laughs> <laughs> Even a mediocre like airport Caesar wrap is better than MDNA. I'm sorry, it really is. But, it's better. But if you're saying, mm, Bob, you can listen to bedtime stories. Or a Caesar wrap, I'm picking bedtime stories. Bob, if you're if you want to listen to American Life or a Caesar wrap, I'm picking American Life. Honestly, but, if you were like the best Caesar wrap of your entire life and you can eat it again because you now know the location of it or bedtime stories, I'm picking the Caesar wrap. <laughs> really? I love Caesar wraps. And Caesar like wraps bedtime are good. story does it's like good. It doesn't feed me. It feeds your soul. Okay, back to the interview. Come on, go. Let's go eat some fried fish. Interview says, so what was last night like? I didn't really know what was going on. I was just given an address, and it was this enormous futuristic warehouse in downtown L.A. We went inside through this tunnel into a huge room with dim lights. Ye loves to play with light and darkness. (laughs) My God. He decided to put Zola on, and I was like, there's no way everyone's going to just stop and watch a movie. 30 seconds in, everyone there stopped talking and start watching, yelling commentary and laughing. Dave, Bacha- <laughs> Dave Chappelle fucking loved it. It was such a special moment to include Zola in our narrative. What does Zola mean for your narrative? I think it was a moment he really <laughs> felt inspired by something that I'd shown him. We watched Zola the second time we hung out. From Zola, it was Slave Play in New York, and now we're here. You know, my voice, like, hurts from doing that. Mm-hmm. It, um, I, now it makes sense. I the mean, Jeremy now O'Harris? it kind of makes sense to Jeremy O'Harris of it all. If she was like, oh, have you seen Zola? And Kanye was like, no, which is honestly surprising, which chose the bubble that he's in. And then mm-hmm. he watched it with twice within like what three days of them knowing each other. She showed him Zola twice, which is confusing. And he was like, yo, I'm really obsessed with this movie. And she was like, well, actually the guy who wrote it has a play in New York. Let's go. That's kind of a like organic ish for this extremely fake relationship. Yeah. That's an organic moment. Mm-hmm. Jeremy O'Harris organically getting caught, you know, in the crossfire, you know, and, and loving every second of it. Right? Okay. He's like, you know, I also wrote a movie. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's like Julia Fox is like is like bringing, bringing Kanye back into like New York culture, which includes mm-hmm. like playwright Jimmy, Jeremy O'Harris's work, even though it's Zola, which was like a well, pretty big movie. I was more inter- interested in her New York night than her L.A. night. Her L.A. night was her, like, lounging on a couch with Madonna 
And at least in New York, she was at Carbone. There's no Carbone in LA. Not to be biased, but I'll I'll take a photo shoot in Carbone any day over like a weird hangout with like Floyd Mayweather, Madonna, like Kanye, Julia Fox. Who else was there? It was, oh, actually, Antonio Brown was there. Sh- Dave Chappelle, Marilyn Manson. Like, what a fucking Ugh. Ugh. yeah, right? Like, I'd rather eat like ten plates of that carbone bullshit than have to like make conversation, you know, with Madonna yeah. and Marilyn Manson. Mm-hmm. While a movie's on, and she's saying <laughs> that people watched it. There's no way people watched it for more than like twenty minutes. Right. Meanwhile, I'm in the back like the lost daughter, Olivia Coleman, being like, I'm trying to watch Zola. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm at Carbone, like, freak, like calling, like, were you guys supposed to be here? <laughs> <laughs> okay. One more question. Who was there last night? Dave Chappelle, Marilyn Manson, Naomi Campbell, <laughs> the actor from the new Batman. Okay, bitch. Honestly, try Robert an IMDb Pattinson. before you literally. Was it Robert Pattinson? Yes. Did she just literally hoo she Robert, Robert Pattinson? She Robert Pattinson. Yes. But it could have been another actor from Batman. Who, Colin Farrell? No, like... A, <laughs> like a Who are the other people in the new Batman? I don't know, Zoe Kravitz. I mean, I don't see how it could be any... I mean, no one knows, but the assumption is that it's Robert Pattinson. It's just so rude. Then, because then it gets even... Cameron, Jack Donahue from Salem. What the fuck is that? <laughs> Andrew Richardson from Richardson Magazine, Richie Shazam, all my friends came. Richie ate sashimi with Marilyn Manson, and they had a nice heart-to-heart. Get Marilyn Manson the fuck out of here. (laughs) Seriously. Get me out of that place. Yuck. That's like a haunted house. I don't know if I believe that this is going to be a recurring feature. Celebrities love saying that they're going to start doing something with regularity and then give up and pretend and try to assume that you don't, you're not going to notice. I think she was joking about like Fox News, <sighs> yeah. but it is like shocking how much we've gotten between Interview Magazine and Meg and Megan Fox. Sorry, Julia mm-hmm. Fox over the past week. It feels like it's been months and yet it's a whirlwind of news. As sort of lame as it is and annoying as it is, I do appreciate this. Like, I'm annoyed that she did a Fox oh, we News love thing this. for Interview Magazine. I'm annoyed that it's working on me, but it is working on me. So, whatever. It's also interesting that the, like, anecdote to, like, Kardashian relationship where everything was, like, very measured in terms of talking to the press. This feels, mm-hmm. like, very uncautious, very, like, unfiltered. Well, it's also just the opposite sort of coverage that Kanye's getting with Kim. Because just a couple days ago, he was right, talking like, shit about Kim for not inviting him to North's his kid's birthday, birthday, right? No, Chicago. Chicago's birthday. And then she was like, well, I had a couple parties. You're coming to another one. I mean, it was very confusing. And when it comes to the Kardashians and Kanye, it's it's hard to know who to believe or what to believe. But it's the stuff with Julia is... Like is, cool chaos, right? And the and other stuff is like domestic unpleasant chaos, right? It's like I don't want this. Uh, once again, speaks to our exact thesis, where it's like I want nothing to do with the Kanye of it all, and I want everything to do with Julia Fox of it all. Yeah, yeah. In this yeah. in this instance, the Who is just like so severely more entertaining, so so much more entertaining than the Them, which is dark. Mm-hmm. And he's okay. Uh, okay, so this the assumption or like the implication was that. 
Julia Fox was on some sort of short list or long list as it is because it's taking years of Madonna's biopic casting. Again, a movie that mm-hmm. is like cursed and probably never happening while she's alive. Let's be honest. Mm-hmm. Julia Fox, who actually wouldn't be the worst theoretically in terms of like heart and essence, like a New York girly. And they they have a similar look or at least Madonna, what Madonna used to look like right when she was younger, which she would be which Julia would be playing. Uh, there was some sort of like inf- implication, but not confirmed that they that Julian Fox and Madonna were going to meet up to talk about that. And this was like part of that plan or something. Well, you know what I heard and I'm seeing confirmed here is that she's not being considered for the role of Madonna. She's being considered for the role of Debbie, Debbie Mazar. Mazar. Oh, that's even better. And actually, which makes absolute sense. I still am like, why is Mad- I'm still as like, we're, I'm still like, we're never going to get this movie. But I love this like tour of young Hollywood that Madonna is on to like try and mm-hmm. find casting that for a, uh, for a movie that for all we know has never been, hasn't been written because she keeps firing people off the <laughs> staff, you know? Wasn't Diablo Cody writing it? And mm-hmm. then Diablo Cody was like, bye bye. <laughs> they posted all these photos like, here we go. And then it was like, bye bye. Yeah, exactly. This is too nuts even for me. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> Picks up her hamburger phone. Call me a taxi. <laughs> Give me an Uber out of here instantly. Juno? No, it's Morgan Freeman. Do you have any bones that need collecting? <laughs> Only the one in my pants. <laughs> I'm pregnant. Okay. We have some wedding stories. Varying degrees of wedding stories. The first we one is an real, actual wedding. We have a real, a fake out, and a, and a rumored. So let's start with the real wedding. Danielle Brooks really got married to a real person named Dennis Gellin. Uh-huh. It was so real, in fact, that it got a Vogue profile. Which I like because Vogue does a much better job getting access to these things because obviously it's like they only cover the wedding in depth if they are like invited to or like asked mm-hmm. to or like what or they get access. So mm-hmm. in the Vogue piece, unlike the other ones where it's like she wore three dresses like who fucking cares in mm-hmm. the Vogue piece, they actually tell the story of how they met, which is cute because like she met him through a friend at a party and he was just like some random guy who worked at, at her, her gym. house and mm-hmm. she and she was like, this guy's uh, he's interesting. He asked if she, after the party, he asked if she wanted him to take out the trash, which is like <laughs> so thoughtful. And she literally said, do you have kids? are you married and do you have a job (laughs) (laughs) and And he took out the trash and and then then he he answered her like very just very succinctly and then they like started a relationship or like started talking which is great Mm. and that's like that's a sweet story in our modern age that's a very unique and sweet story it is do you have kids are you married do you have a job uh, well, Danielle Brooks, I think we know her best for Orange is the New Black, but she's also in a show that I will never watch, the new HBO Max show with John Cena, Peacekeeper. She's a superhero in it. That's cool. I have and no interest in it. That's cool. I will never watch Peacekeeper. I did I did enjoy Suicide Squad to an extent, but that show, that's not for me. But she's one of the main characters on that show. They have a kid, uh, too. Is... She's two, and she is so cute. He's a real estate agent. Yeah, I found he was responsible for selling a vacant lot on Fulton. Okay. And like Fulton and Waverly a few uh-huh. years ago. Wow. And the vacant lot Around sold. the corner. I know. And it sold for $9 million. And I was like, if Selling Sunset and Selling Tampa have taught me anything, he probably made $276,000 in commission off that sale. Good. That's great. Because you know he yeah. has a job. He doesn't have a kid. Mm-hmm. And what was the other one? Oh, he's not married. 
Oh, when and he's he wasn't not married. married. Yeah. Well, now he's married and he has a job and he has a kid. What was the fake out wedding? This pisses me off. Well, I'm pissed off that they're still talking about this because Halle Berry already joked about this and now Van Hunt's joking about it. I'm annoyed it, by all, this. But like a two week lag. It's annoying. It's literally like, uh, I also don't think it's, I guess they think it's funny. I guess fucking with the media is funny. But like, they were like, oh, uh, we're married. Or like, would they say January Fool's Day on mm-hmm. New Year's? They said January they posted something Fool's and it Day. said like, we did it. We did the damn thing or something like that. I don't even know. I don't see the And they were in like a cares. chapel. Yes. And it like, it made everyone think they, were, they got married, which is like completely expected. You're not like a random couple. Like mm-hmm. the thing about a fake out wedding is like when it's a couple that just like you expected to get married anyways, it like doesn't, it's not like exciting to fake it out. But I guess they were just kind of like. Maybe the more. Like if Kanye West and Julia Fox had said, surprise, we're married, people would have been so shocked. And then when they found out that it was fake, they would have been like, damn, we were trolled. You know? It just is like. This couple's been together for a while. Unless they're doing some sort of big scheme to like make it so that the boy who cried wolf, that if they do get married, that nobody covers it, which will never happen, I guess. But Mm -hmm. it is annoying that like the cycle of press that was like these two got married already happened and I'm going to have to hear it again when it actually does happen and it's like I don't really care about it that much either way you know yeah that's my point my point is you shouldn't be able to make up a new thing like January Fool's Day (laughs) that's not a thing Van Hunt and you shouldn't be able to use that that doesn't count it's nice that Halle Berry is back in our consciousness though the movie that she made doesn't seem to be getting a ton of attention, though. Like Bruised? Bruised, where she's the But um, to be honest, I feel like boxer. it's more about her making it than it is about whatever it ended up being, if that yeah, makes sense. Yeah, right. She's getting attention for like making this movie herself and like having all of this creative control over That's this movie, but no one's really talking exactly. about the movie. Like she curated the soundtrack with like all women, and it was like that was more the movie than the movie itself which mm-hmm. i think went straight to netflix or something yeah, it's a netflix movie yeah her has a song on the soundtrack and van hunt produced when it. has her not had a song on the soundtrack <laughs> she has a, a, a very specialized like apple watch that just like buzzes anytime someone needs a song on a soundtrack or a commercial and she's like i'll be right there last but certainly not least well actually it is least last is and least. least this may be wedding Based on no brand new information, Daily Mail, (laughs) this is Timmy summing it up. Based on no brand new information, Daily Mail is suspecting Samara Weaving is married to her fiance. It's like the stakes have never been lower. Who cares? (laughs) I'm just saying. No one needs to hire a PI for this. I mean, they didn't hire a PI. They barely did any work themselves. There is no work being done. They're just like. Mystery surrounds Samara Weaving's engagement to film producer Jimmy Warden as rumors rule that they are secretly married. Um, This is Daily Mail Australia where they care more about Samara Weaving. She is like mm-hmm. Margot Robbie again in my mind. Sorry, I know that's not true, but she is. She is. She is. And she's Hugo Weaving's niece. <laughs> right. And Jimmy Warden. And she actually, she's one of those actors who like... Everyone's like, she's breaking through. Beep, beep. Here she comes. And then it like hasn't quite happened. And you can't quite. And she's not quite breaking through. It's like. She was good in not ready or not. Is it ready or not? The one where she's like in the wedding dress and it's scary and Adam Brody's in it. Is that your next or ready or not? That's ready or not. I think it's ready or not. The point is, is that who is she? And who is her fiance that she's secretly 
married to. We don't know. She's barely anyone, and he's even less of an anyone. He's a producer, uh, but film, which not is music. why, yeah, he produced. He wrote and produced the Babysitter movies. Well, one of the Babysitter. One of movies. them. The other one he just produced and was in briefly, and they met on those films. And uh, they probably, yeah. suspect this says they met. The couple met on the set of the horror film, comedy horror film, The Babysitter, when oh, Samara was twenty nine and was cast in the lead. And they went to a wedding, and people suspected they were engaged. But it's like, or that they were married. So boring. Why are we spending so many words on this? Yuck. I don't know. Even I don't even know why we're spending words on it. And when you know that that's a problem, we need to move on. Speaking of weddings, and words, Jana Kramer got a tattoo removed. And it was the date of her wedding to Mike Cawson. Remember her Jana toxic Kramer ex? stays Jana Kramering. Remember when she got a divorce and we were like, what will Jana Kramer talk about now? And it's like, <laughs> don't worry about Jana Kramer. She sh- literally was like, don't worry about me. About to get my tattoos removed. Um, this one's like almost completely gone. And then I got my anniversary date <laughs> on my arm, which is getting removed. But if you're in the Nashville area, and this is also where I get my Clear and Brilliant, my Dermaplane Diamond Glow, I love this place, even though they cause me lots of pain. Even though I caused that pain on myself getting my wedding date on my arm. So, but thanks for helping me remove I'll never worry about Jana Kramer, especially now that she has a hunky new personal trainer boyfriend. I mean, he is hunky. Where did she find these guys, Nashville? Fucking Nashville. I think, just Nashville. I think just Nashville. It's fucking Nashville because Nashville's LA. So you have like literally the circuit of trainers that you can have yeah. sex with. Nashville's LA. Nashville's LA. Nashville's, Nashville's LA. I thought Austin was LA. Well, Nashville's in, Austin is the new no. LA. Nashville's the old no. LA. Austin's Austin's Silicon Valley. Yes. And Nashville's LA. You're right. And as much as I hate LA, I'd rather live in Nashville. Well, <laughs> Nashville. Well, what does that say? <laughs> Nothing at all. <laughs> that means I'm a fan of Janet Kramer's. Okay. So Janet Kramer has two really hideous tattoos and they, I, I don't mean to, I guess they would be less hideous if they matched, but something about them that's bothering me is that she has two date tattoos on her arm or had. The first one says 5-22-15, which is the, her wedding day to Mike Cawson. Uh-huh. The second one says one thirty one sixteen, which is the date her daughter was born. But even though they're on top of each other, they're not the same size. So it's not like the fonts match. Like if you typed 52216, new line 13116, they should line up perfectly. You, like I have a question. The kerning. I think huh? you might just be, I think they might be the same size, but I think that her arm is curving. It's the curvature of her arm that's throwing you off. The curvature doesn't account for the 15 and the 16 being like slightly misaligned. Okay, I agree with you. I think they might be the same size, but I think they're misaligned. You're right. The ones in the 16 should match up. It's a this is this is shoddy tattoo work in my opinion. And I'm glad that she removed one of them just for purely aesthetic reasons. The other one right. doesn't line up. Right. It doesn't line up. She said, "It's my fault for tattooing my wedding date on my arm." <laughs> well, okay. She also she also used the opportunity to promote the place where she got Everything lasered off in Franklin, Tennessee, which I believe is a suburb of Nashville. What she paid for it, I bet. Zero dollars if she put it on her shit. Probably zero lasers. Zero dollars. Zero lasers. Tattoo removals, facials, lasers. If you're in Nashville, come here. (laughs) Oh, my God. Shameless. Hey, our friends in Nashville, just go there. Shameless. 
facials, lasers. She also revealed (laughs) her new boyfriend in a TikTok, which is like, I swear to God, I would never say you're too old for this, but that feels like you're too old for this. (laughs) No? It's one thing to be on TikTok. It's another thing to do boyfriend reveals on TikTok. You're right. Right. Let's meet our first guest. Actress and country singer Jana Kramer has been married to former NFL star Mike Cousin for four years. Mike admits he's cheated multiple times and they've talked openly about trying to survive the infidelity. Jana and Mike are here. Welcome them. I love my Helix mattress. I love my Helix pillow. What else is there to say about Helix? I freaking love it. What when I sleep is, on other beds, what is there I else get to say mad. Is that I come back to my bed and I'm like, this is the bed. This is the bed. And it's honestly spoiled me for other beds. And I don't like traveling sometimes because I'm like, this is not my bed. Where's my bed? I want I've my bed. It, I've made it's It's my special bed. It's my special mattress because it is a mattress that is made for my body. Mm-hmm. I took the Helix quiz. It told me which Helix mattress to get. And that's the one I got. And that's the one that I love. And that's yes. the one that I will not stop mm-hmm. using because it's the best mattress I've ever slept on. Mm-hmm. The mattress is so good that when we got it, my cat Winston became obsessed with it. And now he's on it all the time. And I'm no like, way. you have to move because no I way. need to sleep on the bed. It's my bed. It's not your bed. Wow. He's obsessed with it. It's wow. irritating, actually. Wow. He likes okay. the Helix rude. so much. So rude. Everybody is unique, and I mean everybody, two words, because everyone sleeps differently. Their bodies are different, and that's why Helix has several different mattress models to choose from, each designed for specific sleep positions and feel preferences. I'm a side sleeper slash stomach sleeper. Some people are back sleepers. Some people are exclusively side sleepers. There's a Helix mattress for all of you. Not only is the Helix the best mattress I've ever slept on, it, the setup was fast and easy. Their mattresses are delivered in a box and straight to your door. You just open it up and it like kind of like blows back up at a, after it comes out of the plastic and you put it on your bed and it's amazing. Plus, Helix mattresses all come with a 10 or 15 year warranty depending on the model. And if you don't want to take our word for it, Helix has been awarded the number one mattress picked by GQ and Wired Magazine. It's even recommended by multiple leading doctors of sleep medicine as a go-to solution for improving your sleep. Helix is offering up to 30% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash who. That's helixsleep.com slash who. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. We got new boots, and I'm so thrilled. They're Tacova's boots. And you know why I'm so excited about getting Tacova's boots and why I was so happy to get mine why? in the mail? Because why? the girlies from Potomac went to the Tacova store in the most recent season of Real Houses of Potomac, and I was like, if Robin and Karen have Tacovas, I want Tacovas. <laughs> Well, I have a good reason, too, because I've been doing a bunch of line dancing and I didn't have any cowboy boots. And so I got my Tacovas. And let me tell you, the difference it makes to be dancing in cowboy boots, huge. On the line dancing floor. That's amazing. Oh, yeah. So you can really smack the floor and swing around. You need cowboy boots. Yeah, I didn't get cowboy boots. I got Chelsea boots, but they're great. They're brown. Oh, my God. I can't wait to see them. They're just, I like taking them on and off. They're so lovely. They're kind of a beautiful leather. They're beautiful leather. Well, they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. They've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots, but they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. It's true because cowboy boots can be a little bit hard to mm-hmm. break in. Yep. You know? Yep. Mine, I was swinging around, no pain. <laughs> no pain. And Tacova's is Western to their core. They offer a bunch of other head-to-toe Western staples like trucker jackets, the perfect jeans, 
performance pearl snaps, cowboy hats, bandanas, you name it. They'll get you outfitted. They believe in Western for all. And you can feel that when you go into their stores. When you walk in, you'll be greeted like family. I saw them do it to the girlies from the Real House of Potomac. It seemed like they were being greeted like family. You'll be offered a boot shine and a drink. Yes, even the hard stuff if you prefer. And you can get custom fitted for a new pair of boots. But if you can't make it into a store, Tacova's delivers the most premium quality and the most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit Tacovas.com, that's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com, and point your toes west. Let's talk about Olivia Culpo. <laughs> Olivia Culpo, never not making news, despite the more you talk about her, the less it's clear what she is famous for. And at this point, she's like more known for being covered in tabloids for being hot and dating a football player than what she ever was known for in the first place, which was Miss, former Miss, Miss Universe. Oh, she was Miss Universe and Miss USA, right. The thing I'll never forget about Olivia Culpo is that she was Miss Rhode Island. I find that more impressive than the other two. <laughs> Do you? Yeah, Miss Rhode Island. I mean, literally, she's the most beautiful woman in the universe at one point. We didn't, mm-hmm. I mean, it's actually ridiculous to say that because it's like not like Jupiter is like participating, you no, know? Exactly. You can't quite exactly. really say like, oh, congratulations, you won Miss Universe. Who are you competing against? But it's other genius. planets. It's genius from a branding perspective because they were like, well, fucking prove it. I dare you to come up with another Miss Universe. I know. Like, I fine. do feel like we're only going to make alien contact if we keep on pretending like we have Miss Uni- the winner of Miss Universe. So, What if that's the reason we finally make contact? Because the aliens get pissed off that Olivia Culpo gets to claim she's the most beautiful being in the universe. That's what I'm saying. And they should swoop in because it feels unfair if anyone out there is listening because as you know this is a radio show just the radio waves just kidding and, well and she was know. miss universe in 2012 how long did it take the um that hitler video to make it all the way to the united states oh, in um you did in not contact? just say that hitler video the hitler oh, video <laughs> we both read contact i know so how, how many did years it take? did it take contact movie years hitler <laughs> Is contact real? Well, it was how many light years? It's contact real. What? Try zooming out again. Rotate 90 degrees counterclock. Okay. Uh, what's going on? 26 light years away. Let's say there is alien life in Vega, on Vega. They won't know that Olivia Culpo won Miss Universe until 2038. And so in 2038, 2038, they're going to send a message in the form of blowing up our planet that's pissed about the win, Olivia Culpo's win of Miss Universe. So in 2064, that's 28, that's 26 years after they get the message. (laughs) Because it's going to take that. We're going to get a message that says, hey, we exist and we're much hotter than Olivia Culpo. They have better technology, so they don't need that much time. Imagine 2064 getting a message from the aliens on Vega that says, how dare you claim Olivia <laughs> Culpo is the most beautiful being in the universe. Our our girly, like whoever, is actually the most beautiful. And no one knows who Olivia Culpo is or was. Our girly. And the thing is, when they said that, when they say that in, what, 2064, we will have to agree because at that point, because we will not know who Olivia Culpo is or was. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. she might Why are be... we talking about Olivia Culpo? <laughs> that's my question to you always. That's uh-huh. what I'm really, that's the crux of the issue. 
Sorry, I'm too busy thinking about contact. She was kicked off a plane for wearing a sports bra or something. I don't know. No, literally, that's like what happened. She was kicked off a plane for wearing a sports bra and biker shorts. Olivia and I are going to Cabo. And look at her outfit. She looks cute. She looks appropriate. No. They call her up to the desk and tell her that she needs to put a blouse on. Otherwise, she can't get on the plane. Tell me, is that not so American Airlines, I love you so much, please get me to Cabo. <laughs> well, she wasn't kicked off, it was American. They said, you can't wear this on the plane, and she put on her boyfriend's hoodie. Honestly, it's cold on planes. It's idiotic to be wearing that on a plane in general. Not mm -hmm. even because of covering up reasons. The guidelines, according to the Daily Mail on American Airlines, are very vague, so it's like, dress appropriately is one of them you must dress appropriately and you can't wear something that's deemed quote inoffensive or inappropriate so it seems like it's up to the discretion of the flight attendants i have to say the airlines c can do fucked up things and you should talk about them publicly because it's the only way it'll get them to, to do anything about it but mm -hmm. talking about airline your personal airline drama is the lowest form of internet you know so you have Absolutely. to be really careful that what you're saying about airline is like is actually, actually necessary. right like that's that's what i'm saying you know if they killed your dog sure if they didn't let your dog on the plane don't tell me. i don't give a shit you know if andy mcdowell tweets i'm upset that i had to sit in tourist class don't do that <laughs> don't Wait, do that, that andy mcdowell remember when that... she said no she said Help, I, I paid for first class and they put me in tourist class what? because of my dog that I pre-booked and paid for. And tourist <laughs> class is just a very antiquated way of describing coach that is very condescending. And, tourist um, class? We're tourist in class. Is she also smoking on the plane? What year is it? <laughs> anyway, uh, she, so, Olivia Culpo was mad previously at JetBlue. Now she's mad at American Airlines. There, Then she was mad at JetBlue because they... She didn't have like the paperwork or something for her dog. So they were like, uh -huh. you can't have your dog. And then she was like, eh, okay, whatever. Okay. I got to say, I was on JetBlue this week and I'm, I was pleased. You were pleased? And I That's sat good. on the tarmac for an hour and I still was like, eh, whatever. Traveling. It's a privilege. That's, it's I, fine. that's what I felt like. And then they gave me 50 bucks. I didn't even do anything. I didn't even complain. I was just like, all right, I'll take it. I hear you got some snacks as well. What snacks well, did you Well, I was pleased because, first of all, I had the road to myself traveling, a privilege mm -hmm. that no one's engaging in right now. And I got up to go to the bathroom, and I noticed the basket of treats, the basket of snacks just out on mm -hmm. the counter, meaning that the marketplace – Well, that's that's Delta. Terra chips? Know, no, JetBlue has Terra chips sometimes. Well, right now the lineup was not my fave lineup, but the lineup of snacks was – a granola bar, like oat granola bar, which was fine. The fig bar? No, it was um some other brand. It was like oatmeal, oh. whatever. Um, cinnamon sugar cookies, which not my fave. Cheez-Its, but the wheat ones, which have a oh. weird taste. I like them. I like not, those. Not a fan. And then the best option, which was popcorners. Popcorners. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The kettle the kettle corn popcorners. So I went for those. Popcorners? Popcorners I like for like the first three popcorners. And then after like oh, I love a, a quarter of the bag, you're like, something about this is weird. Oh, <laughs> I could eat, eat 4,000 kettle chips. Pop kettle chips. Did chip, you get a tomato corner. juice? I got a ginger ale. I didn't go tomato oh. juice. It was late. Do they the, have tomato juice? They did. Oh, because there's, there's a supply chain issue with tomato yeah. juice. 
Our whole tour, I asked for a tomato juice on practically every flight, and they go, "We don't have any." Well, it's one place issue. they gave me they gave me Bloody Mary mix, which was fine. That's what I usually ask for too, because it's like uh, spicier. Okay. Yeah, okay, what are we still talking about? Oh, I have a you game. You have a game. Wait, mm-hmm. before we get to the game, you know, she posted an update. Olivia Culpo? Yeah, she has this dress that's literally just like two pieces of fabric, one that runs down her front and run, one that runs on her ass. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's just a... Yeah, so it's connected via strappies on the side. Yeah, um, And strings. she wrote, <laughs> she wrote in the comment, please use caution while using the overhead bins as items may have shifted during flight. You know she was so pleased with herself about that one. I'm trying to figure it out. It's it's funny, but you're right. It doesn't make sense. Like, it's funny. Like, oh, that's funny. But it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything. I have a little game, and it's actually okay. related to this. Because I was thinking, like, I feel like once every six months we get a celebrity getting kicked off a flight. Or a celebrity getting kicked off a flight. Yeah. For various reasons. Mm-hmm. While I feel like normal people don't often get kicked off flights, like, as a daily thing, when I, have you? How often have you been on a flight when somebody gets, is getting kicked off the flight? Have you never. ever been on a flight? I've never okay, seen so, it. So that's I've never what I'm seen saying. I mean, we're not like you know jet setters, but I've no. personally never been on a flight that somebody has been kicked off of. So I'm assuming it doesn't happen that often. But according to according to the Daily Mail, celebrities are getting kicked off flights left and right. There's a greater uh, instance of famous people getting kicked off flights than flights than civilians. Average what, people. Really? Because yeah, they're obnoxious? Yeah, because they're probably like, do you know who I am? Do you know who I am? <laughs> or they just get more attention. I have a little game about celebrities and celebrities getting kicked off flights. Here we go. Ready? I'm ready. Yes, I'm ready. Number one. Speaking of wardrobe issues, which rock star was kicked off his flight because he refused to pull up his pants? Was it Billy Joe Armstrong, Steven Tyler, Travis Barker, or Billy Idol? Refused to pull up his pants? Yeah, I don't even know. <laughs> Billy Joe Armstrong. That's correct. Okay, yeah. I could picture him with, with pants falling down more than the other ones. Which one of these celebs has not been escorted off a plane for being too drunk? Lamar Odom, Bobby okay. Brown, Gerard okay. Depardieu, or Robbie Williams? Bobby Brown. That's incorrect. Bobby Brown has been escorted off a plane for being too drunk. So has Lamar Odom. Gerard Depardieu pissed in the pissed in the aisle. And Robbie Williams has not been accused publicly of really? being drunk That's on a plane. That's a good fake out. I know. All those people, I would believe that it happened. Relatedly, a love and hip-hop star named Tommy Lee was kicked off a plane for refusing to give up what item? A, a glass of wine she'd brought along with her. B, a pet pot-bellied pig she'd brought along with her. C, a huge piece of carrot cake that she'd brought along with her. Or D, an ancient Egyptian artifact she'd brought along with her. Oh, my God. I love the idea of it being a huge piece of carrot cake, so that's what I'm going to guess because I can't figure it out. (laughs) No, she brought a glass of wine just on the plane (laughs) with her. Like, she just brought it all the way through, and they were like, lady, you can't do that yet. And she was like, what? Like from and the iPad bar? She, she took it from the iPad bar? I don't know how straight onto the plane. How did it get through just the gate agent? You know, I don't know. She flew by, maybe. Okay, next. This classic who had himself physically removed from a flight after refusing to turn off his phone. Was this Mark Ruffalo, Josh Duhamel, James Marsden, or Josh Lucas? Classic who? Uh, then it's Josh Duhamel. Dumal. That's correct. Josh wow. Duhamel, whose last name I'll never pronounce correctly. Wait, he got annoyed. He got k- kicked off a plane for not turning off his phone. Yeah. Oh my god. 
That's ridiculous. You got to feel like somebody's targeting you at that point. What an idiot. But also, like, turn off your fucking phone, you idiot. (laughs) Follow up. In 2011, this actor also had himself physically removed from a flight after refusing to turn off his phone because he was playing words with friends. (gasps) This one has no multiple choice. You just have to guess. Oh, Alec Baldwin. That's correct. (laughs) I remember this story. Yeah, it's Alec Baldwin. What about that Aussie rock star duo that got in a fight with a flight attendant about overhead baggage? We talked about this in the podcast. Savage Garden. Wrong. Are they, are Sisters. They English? Sisters. Gay. Australian. Tegan and Sarah? No. The Veronicas. Remember? Oh, the Veronicas. We talked about this on the show. <laughs> Next. This iconic hun was kicked off a flight to Las Vegas for refusing to wear a mask. Is it Molly May, Sharon Osbourne, Katie Price, or Gemma? Gemma would not argue. Gemma would keep a mask on. It's either Katie Price or Sharon Osbourne. I'm going to say Katie Price. That's correct. Yeah, Katie Price is a chaos agent. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. Mess. Next, Tara Reid was removed from a Delta flight after complaining about being given the wrong seat and not getting this often free item. Was that A, a pillow, B, her free snack of Tara blue chips, C, a warm (laughs) towelette, or D, a life vest? Often free, often free. Uh, blanket. It was a pillow, but you're correct. An ex-girlfriend of a baseball player had a, quote, meltdown when Delta said she couldn't sit with her dog. Who? Was it J-Lo, Mariah Carey, Minka Kelly, or Kate Hudson? Oof. I feel like it wasn't Mariah Carey. She'd fly private. <laughs> Kate Hudson, I don't think, would worry about her dog. I think it's Minka Kelly. That's correct. And because this is the last question, I'm going to read you the report from Gawker from when this happened. Ready? On Delta Flight 2865 from JFK to LAX right now, and Minka Kelly caused such a fucking scene about her dog not being able to be seated with her that the pilot had to come down before we even left the gate. She called her boyfriend, Jared Jeter, and handed her phone to him to try to try and rationalize what the seven flight attendants it took to calm her down, screaming that it was inhumane to not have the dog out for her to take off and landing, crying, tears, etc. Holy Jesus, was it worth seeing. We're mid-flight right now, and God knows how landing's going to go. Tough to be entitled. <laughs> Jesus. Just <laughs> vintage. That was a really good quiz. Oh my god, and even the stuff that I didn't remember like the incidents I didn't remember, like the Minka Kelly one. It's yeah. fun to do the like process of elimination based on the vibe of a person. Like it makes me much like we were talking about names that signify certain things. Like I feel like it's kind of easy to guess if someone's the type of person who's going to have a meltdown on a plane. Like over <laughs> like their dog. Minka Kelly, I'm like, I think that you're the type to have a meltdown on a plane. Well, and also, I, was right. I thought it was funny to do the research for this because I realized when I volunteered to do it, I was like, how do I do it? And it involved searching like kicked off flight, removed from flight. Like it, it and searching like Us Weekly and Daily Mail. There's no other way to be like, there was no like... Top 10 celebrities removed from a flight. You know, like that mm-hmm. didn't exist for mm-hmm. me. So I had to yeah. really go piece <laughs> by piece. <laughs> yeah. And when I tell you it was taxing, it was taxing. It was taxing. Not taxiing. That's what a plane does. Taxing. <sighs> and that's one moment when people really get upset when it's taxiing too long. Well, I know. I sat on the tarmac for an hour and I got $50 for my trouble. That's I was great. just happy to be out and about, you know. Who am I to complain? The, I was flying in fucking air? That's crazy. <laughs> what am I, complaining about sitting on the tarmac for an hour when I'm flying in midair? A miracle. Every time I see a 
plane take off or land. I'm it's like, a fucking this is amazing. Marvel. <laughs> Seriously, we don't really talk I don't about get it. this as much. Yeah. Right. We don't talk about the miracle of flight yeah. enough. And you walk onto that be... dinky thing and you're like, this, this bitch is about to fly? Okay. It's like one thing to fly. <laughs> yeah. But it's a whole other thing to fly and like eat popcorners and watch The Fugitive. I'm in the right. air. Right. Not only am I flying, but I'm doing so with such casual ease, with just disregard for the fact that I'm flying. Uh, we should have to be amazing. focused on staying in the air the entire time, not eat pop chips and watch The Fugitive. Part of the um, <laughs> security and safety demonstration should be the flight attendants going person to person making sure that every passenger appreciates the um i agree uh, technical marvel that they are participating in i agree i agree instead of you know when they go to the exit row and they're like can you do this are you equipped to like open the door they should literally go to the exit window they should go to the exit aisle and be like do you understand what a miracle it is that we're able to (laughs) do this and you should all have to look her in the eye and agree that yes you understand that this is a miracle. And then you should get a <laughs> history lesson of how uh, modern how airplanes works. were uh, invented. Like the entire process that it took. Like, right? It's almost like, yes, I know it's very easy to call it a miracle, but it actually requires, you know, many, many decades of human innovation right, right, and right, intelligence right. and, yes. you know, science. Yes. Yes. Like, it, it's almost a disservice to call it a miracle because it, you know. I know, you know, I, it know. Erases, I know. It erases the science behind it. I'm just it. saying it's a modern marvel is what I'm trying to say. Not without the religious aspect. Miracle implies religion. But I'm saying it is a modern marvel. I mean, flights would be, airplanes might be like 50 to 70% more relaxing places to be. If every flight began with, with that sort of me talk. appreciating the miracle yeah. of flight. Yeah. And also, I yeah. have to say, yeah. when they yeah. do things like, oh, let's do the flight, but longer. Let's do the plane, but bigger. I'm like, don't push it. I'm like, it, don't we have enough? We literally can fly multiple people. Let's not like push the envelope more. You know, I'm happy with where we at. I don't I don't want to focus on staying in the air. I want to focus on eating pop chips. So you see that you see the news that there's like, oh, a new New York to Sydney flight <laughs> that's nonstop. And you're yeah. like, I'm not impressed. Well, I, and it's not I'm, I'm not, impressed. not as impressed. I'm impressed. I just I'm like, don't you have enough? I'm like, isn't mm-hmm. can, can we focus on keeping me calm and eating pop chips? We've it's capitalism, the... so no, we never have enough. We've earned the casualness of that, is what I'm trying to say, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you agree? I agree. Okay. I agree. And I feel like we have some ideas here that could completely regenerate, rejuvenate the uh, the airline industry. Rejuvenate. And improve. And improve it. Okay. Speaking of nothing, let's move on to Nev Campbell's press tour, a.k.a. the scream of it all. We have two- She's sc- a them. We Is she- Nev Campbell? On? Oh, my God. And well, now I'm just thinking about it. We can't do it. We can't do it. Even though the headline, Nev Campbell was attacked by a bear on a movie set, is funny. We got to move on. We can't do it. Well, I heard that you were attacked by a bear once, which yes. I find yeah. fascinating. <laughs> so you're a survivor. Um, so what was that like? Was it in Canada? It was in Canada, but it's not like I was, it was not when we were camping or anything. It was actually on a movie. Interesting profile in Harper's Bazaar by Emily Gould of Anna Marie Tendler. A figure who continues to amaze and confuse. And, like, I get it. I fully get it. But I also feel like 
why, you know, mm-hmm. I enjoyed reading this, but the whole time I felt like, why are we doing this? Like, why? It doesn't seem like she knows why we're doing this is my point. Oh, yeah. I mean, the paragraph that stands out to me is essentially about that. She goes, well, this is Emily writing. The idea that some degree of public life is an inextricable piece of artistic success is something that Tendler struggles with. She doesn't want to be famous, she says. She has witnessed firsthand how horrible being famous is. But also, her TikTok was featured in the New York Times art section. Her recent Instagram caption about grief and growth made headlines everywhere from the Daily Mail to Vanity Fair. She is often told that her distinctive speaking voice would suit her well to voiceover work, or at least a podcast. And the success of her nascent photography career is undeniable. So it's like... what does she want to be... I don't understand. Like, there are plenty of artists who aren't famous famous. So it's Mm -hmm. like, you're acting like you have to be Julia Roberts to sell a photo. You absolutely do not need to be Mm -hmm. Julia Roberts to sell a photo. So, like, it is weird where you have this person who is famous for being John Mulaney's ex-wife who he got a divorce from. And uh, and married another famous person, right? So like mm-hmm. that's or sorry, and started dating another famous person, which makes it notable, right? Because he's famous, and she is, is not, not, and hasn't been this <laughs> whole time, right? So like, okay, fine. And now you're telling me to read a profile about her and her artwork, but in which she says she doesn't want to be actually famous, but then isn't giving me the other thing that she wants to be known for. Instead, mm-hmm. it's oh, she's on TikTok, oh, she makes lampshades, oh, she takes photos. And it's like, I don't think that that, that's not like a clear enough path to turn me away from the other reason she's known for being known for anything at all, which is John Mulaney's ex-wife. So it's like, Mm -hmm. do you know what I mean? Like, usually these have more of a direct steering me in a different direction. But this one only made me more confused as to why we're even talking about her at all unless she's like talking shit about John Mulaney is what I'm saying and the only the only oh it makes total sense because it's like I don't think the headline of this was Anna Marie Tendler turns the lens on herself but ultimately like she's turned the lens on herself and she's doing all this like introspection but she has no idea what she sees (laughs) like okay she's pointing it at herself but she's like I don't know what I'm looking at that's kind of the, the the point of this profile which is why it's so frustrating because you're like Anna what do you want what do you want too fast what's the word mm-hmm. too fast it's premature this it's profile. premature it's premature sorry and she the says they all the, if you and if you went in expecting her to talk shit about John Mulaney you'll be disappointed though I did find this really funny she does talk um, she does every time she does one of these she gives a little bit more yeah and this there's a tiny little bit and this is this is I think the the, the main part where she if you if any of this can be interpreted as talking shit about John Mulaney, it's this. As she leads me through the house explaining the origins of each exquisite object, I finally spot something that seems to not quite belong among the, a collection of objects on a windowsill and point it out to Tendler. Quote, this is just a painting of Petunia that someone who was a fan of John's painted and then gave him at a show. Petunia's the dog they had together. Yeah. Have. We pause in we front of the it. unframed oil portrait. It's a great likeness of the dog who has 151,000 Instagram followers. Petunia is following close at her heels as we tour the house, wheezing adorably as French bulldogs do. Quote, he doesn't want it, I ask, meaning John Mulaney. And Anna Marie says, I don't think so. Like implying the dog as well, right? Yes. Yeah. I just feel very like weird about this because the pull quote from this, which I find a little bit like, oh my God, too much information is that 
she's going to freeze her eggs. And the only reason that's relevant at all is because John Mulaney, her ex-husband, who who said in his act that him and his wife were never having kids or whatever, is having a kid. And so it's like, okay, well, now does that change your mind because you're not with this person? Because obviously it's it's relationships that def- that decide whether – it's not like the person themselves might mm-hmm. have a different relationship in which they do want to have a kid. It's like the dynamic of the specific relationship. The point being – is that the the fact that that's the pull from this in this profile is kind of a I'm sure that's not like I'm sure she's not obsessed with that is what I'm saying because mm-hmm. there's mm-hmm. nothing else people are still searching for the one thing that she's known for which is being John Mulaney's ex-wife and the like the yeah. drama of all of that it's just it just seems like oh I her her life was sort of torpedoed by john when he was like i'm actually leaving and i'm gonna date a really famous person and well i'm actually and whatever i'm actually an addict but i'm actually going I'm actually to rehab and now i'm actually i've actually met somebody else and now we're pregnant i think it's like those so quite a few things you know yeah but to see her it just seems like she's like she has no idea what she wants <laughs> like she has no idea what to do and so if, which is fine, but it doesn't if, make which for... Which is totally fine. It doesn't make for like a cohesive Harper's feature. Mm-hmm. Or actually, who cares where it is? Any feature. Anyone interviewing her is going to get the same... Which is nothing. Because it seems like this woman has no idea what to do with their life, which is totally fair. Who does? But... To sell art and make a, de- a pretty good living if the art is good, which her art is good. I've seen it. I was at the other art fair. You don't need to be in Us Weekly. Certainly helps, point. but... E-N-A-N-A. What will these two do today? Coffee, rocks, daily tasks. Only sometimes wearing masks. B-O-M-A-N-Z-A. It girl and a divorcee. They're sharing shirts and sharing laughs while others share their photographs. E-E-N-A-N-A. Let's update their dossier. They're back together. In a headline. That's a brutal fake out. The headline is Ben Affleck and Ana de Armas relieved Deepwater erotic thriller was pulled. Actor was, quote, dreading reunion with X. (laughs) This is great. I love this. Actor was, quote, dreading reunion with X could apply to either of them. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I think this was a mutual thing. I think they were like, I don't want to do this shit. Thank God. The best part about this is that they hate each other equally at this point. Or like the disdain is equally spread. It's not like one hates the other more. It's it's pretty much mutual, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like we do not want to have to do press about an erotic thrill about a married couple. Imagine the questions that we would get from people, you know? Luckily, you know, we don't have to. It's not good enough and it's not going to theaters. I know that this movie is going to have like an unceremonious drop on hulu at like 3 a.m on like a wednesday in march but how fun would it be if their workaround for this press like they're not going to do press for this i i don't see this ever happening but if they did wouldn't it be really funny if they brought their respective partners along like a chaperone so it's like ben and j-lo and anna and her tinder guy (laughs) just like not saying anything but sitting behind it's like when the husbands when the husbands go on real housewives reunions and they're just like in a higher seat behind (laughs) their wives just observing (laughs) that would be tense that would be fun jennifer lopez shadowing you not saying a word just there i would believe that neither of these actors plan to see this movie and never will you know the question mm-hmm. is whether I can see it, which is needs to happen. 
because that's the we only way banana know. can continue. This is the only way that banana lives on is in this film. It's heading to Hulu, and we have no idea when. See you then. Let's talk about two very earnest Us Weekly features from this week. I, I wouldn't call either of them good. It's notable because Us Weekly, a very cynical publication <laughs> with a capitalist mindset, you're never not selling or promoting. Mm-hmm. And weirdly, this week they had an 25 Things You Don't Know About Me and a Day in My Life feature, neither of which seemed to have any sort of peg that involved selling or promoting. Right? Well, Claws is coming back to TV, so kind of. They're promoting but, their stuff, but there was nothing. Um, What is Jordana Brewster up to to promote? I don't think she's promoting anything. Jordana Brewster is just like trying to get a good press about her new boyfriend. <laughs> you know, true. isn't that kind I of it? Yes, he's not even mentioned. The th- and she's still in um, God, she's still in the Fast and Furious movies. She is. I'm just saying, like, it, there's nothing that's promoted. There's no item, and there's no project that's mentioned in Jordana Brewster's 25 Things You Don't Know About Me. In yeah. Claws star Carrie Preston, Inside a Day in My Life, yes, Claws is coming. Ba- a new Back. season of Claws is coming. Um, mm-hmm. But otherwise, she makes a smoothie. She does Pilates. She types on a computer. She walks through the park. Uh, she hangs out with her husband, the guy from Lost. Who? The guy from and Lost. Yeah, she yeah, yeah. embraces life in New York City. There's no sp- There's no spawn. It's really surprising. Like even when she was making her, like when I saw the photo of her with her Vitamix, I was like, Oh. What's is is this for Athletic Greens? Oh. Like, what do we have here that she's promoting? What's in this? Is this for some chia seed superfood startup that like she's about to promote? And nothing, no promo comes. They're just that's what re- I'm saying. And they're like nice, mm, nicer than average day in the life photos. They don't seem to be phone <laughs> photos. It looks like she actually got a photographer to photograph a day in her life, and she was just very happy to have been asked to participate in this segment. It's like meanwhile. I think I found who <laughs> Jordana Brewster's number five. I have a best friend. Dot dot dot. They know who they are. It's her boyfriend. And Us Weekly hyperlinks best friend to Jordana Brewster is engaged to Mason Morfitt. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty. It's just her being like, I love my boyfriend. He's my best friend. That's all it is. Uh, my fiance. It's like, um, and she talks about two of her facts are about Virginia Woolf. It's just like okay. <laughs> No, I love it. Um, one of her facts is, uh, I actually love driving. <laughs> Did someone accuse you of the opposite? And then number 23 is, I know most people love Instagram, but I hate it. Okay. And then her other one is, number six is, I don't hate social media. I actually think it's a good way to connect people. Number 24 is, I like looking at the Daily Mail app. I don't think anyone has ever said that in the history of man. Anyways, I just was, these are so boring, you don't even want to read them, but... It, I like that they're both earnest. We have mm-hmm. two earnest displays of these normally kind of gross tabloid fixtures. I love Carrie Preston's last one. At 8 p.m., she embraces life. You know? <laughs> it's her, like, crossing the street in Times Square. Times Square. Ava Philippi, here's a headline. I never thought I'd see this headline on page six in my life. Ava Philippi slams, quote, bigoted trolls after sexuality comments. <laughs> Ava Philippi. What was the comment? Ava Philippi was on Instagram. Oh, what was on? What was the comment? Uh, 
she didn't say. She just said that people were commenting vaguely. And she says she was like, I will block anyone who responds with bigoted comments. That That's it. But Ava Philippi was on her Instagram and was answering questions a few days ago. And someone said, do you like boys or girls? And Ava Philippi took a selfie and answered the question with, I'm attracted to dot, 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 people, brackets, gender is whatever. Which is nice. Nice. Great. Amazing. That that means I'm not putting a label on it. That yeah, means I'm not no putting labels. a label on what I am. No labels. Yeah. V- very Jojo Siwa of it all. Love it. You know what it means? It means gender is whatever. And you know what else it means? It means that Reese Witherspoon knocked on her door and said, we have to talk about gender. <laughs> because let me tell you something, Ava. Gender is not whatever. Gender's real. And there's two of them. There's two of them, Ava. You know there's just two of them. At this point, half of me says that's what happened, and half of me says Reese Witherspoon put the, put genders whatever on a T-shirt and sold it at Draper James the next day. She doesn't care, as long as she's making big bucks. If the the demographic that shops at Draper James, if they saw the phrase "gender is whatever," their brains would explode. <laughs> if someone who showed up to Draper James to buy like a prairie dress and a really expensive hat saw a shirt that said gender is whatever they would scream and call the manager and then the manager's race (laughs) the manager is ava um the when i went to draper james i was shocked and how like 80 percent of the merchandise was like um college football stuff i remember you telling me about this it was like you could buy stuff for like different teams in the area. It's like color coded, like, yeah. Yeah, and I was like, "What? Where am I? Like, how mm-hmm. is this? What this is?" There was a lot of like bags, accessories, and then like sweatshirts that said like "University of Who Cares." You know, like it was very, it was a very strange experience. Mm-hmm. And they gave away free iced tea, but they didn't have anywhere for you to put it after you were done drinking it. So people just like put it on the ground outside of the store everywhere. and just like looked like shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Backfired. Very, very roller coaster tycoon. You know when that happens? Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. And you have to hire like, more handymen. Oh, we're putting lemonade stand outside of the roller coaster. And then your entire park is covered in garbage can in garbage. And you <laughs> well, forgot you to put, to put a, down garbage cans. You have to add more garbage cans. You have to hire more uh, park oh, cleaners. You don't think about that until there's garbage on the ground. People mm-hmm. are so confused. So we have not heard what Reese has said about all of this, but, 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 this reminds me of a call that we got a few weeks ago that I didn't play, but this is a great time to talk about it. And I can't stop thinking about it ever since this call came in. A caller yeah. came in and they were pretty um, angry about the fact that people, as in tabloid writers and uh-huh. people on the Us. internet, talk oh. about how Ava Philippi looks just like Reese Witherspoon. Oh, they're twins. Mini me. Oh my God, they're so twins. And they were like, no, if you actually take a second to look, Ava looks just like Ryan. Ava looks way more like Ryan than she does like more like her. Reese. Yeah. Yeah. And ever since that caller said that, I'm like, oh my God, you're totally right. Ava looks like Ryan. Ava doesn't look like Reese. Or she looks more like Ryan than Reese. (laughs) It's so true. It's so true. When you actually so look, it's 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 a Ryan lookalike. It's not an Ava look. It's not a Reese lookalike. The point is, Ava Philippi is a queer icon now. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what else to say. You know what? She said gender is whatever, and gender is whatever, and gender is whatever. That's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. Now I'm just like, is Draper James going to make a shirt that says gender is whatever, or is Draper James going to make a shirt that actually says there are only two genders? <laughs> is, is, is Draper James going to double down? It could go either way is what I'm is what I'm saying at this point. Good for Ava for saying that in that environment, you know? 
in that environment. Oh, like living in her a house. A Reese Witherspoon environment. <laughs> living in yeah, her house. that specific environment. Yeah. What was she wearing? Where was she seen? She posted what on Instagram? She's the Who Queen. Tens of people want to know all about the number one Who. Lindsay Bobby, tell us now. What's Rita Ora up to? Who is this woman? Rita has blue hair now. <laughs> I think Rita, like, did some a little bit of, like, temporary spray or something. Yeah, it's like that that hair chalk stuff. She was so pleased with herself, but she did like, you know, yeah, she did. Because she did it to match her jewelry. She matched mm. her jewelry pretty perfectly with this blue hair, but it's definitely hairspray chalk. She, she loves playing around with hairspray chalk. Vibrant new blue hairstyle and poses in chic alternate dress as sultry snaps as she prepares to film The Voice Australia. Rita Ora puts on a cover display and mesh bla- mesh bra with blue hair. Blah, blah, blah. She posted it on her Instagram and wrote, I'm blue, da D da die, but spelt die like hair dye because she's a fucking genius. <laughs> That's pretty smart. <laughs> you laughed. It's pretty smart. Also, I just love referencing the Eiffel 65 song, Blue. You do love that. That's a thing that That's you great. love. That's I great, love Rita. when the Bristol Post or something like that or the sun i don't know what this even is from but said mass singer who is rita or's boyfriend taiko atiti the award-winning director who made everyone cry with this coca-cola advert <laughs> i love that that's his claim to fame or something of all the things taiko Waititi did you're focusing on a coca-cola ad incredible great that's what she deserves um she also stepped out for lunch blah 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 who cares she made a t-shirt what is this okay she drew this she Awful. drew the mass singer partnered with NP, NSPCC, uh, their childline service. I'm going to quote this this website. It says, the NSPCC's childline service is a safe space for children and young people. Whatever they're worried, childline counselors are there to listen online, on the phone, anytime. Okay. Okay. Bandicoot and ITD are donating the net profits from every sale of our new specially designed merchandise to Childline, helping them be there for even more children. So this charity said, hey, Mass Singer people, would you mind doing a sketch to put on a shirt that we can sell so that the profits go to Childline? And Rita Ora said, I'd be happy to and drew the Ugh. ugliest thing in the history of art. She's not an and artist. She's not a she's, well, she's a musician. She's, She's not well, a visual she, artist, I guess. Well, she knows she's like a triple threat. This is she's not she's not a quadruple. Threat. This is not, not a, one nothing of them. She, nothing she drew here is threatening, but yeah. it's um it's a the left side is kind of like a it's a very cat eye. um it, it's very Hedwig and the angry yeah inch, inch you know and then on the right side is a more colorful version of the same face and it's split in half like with a us weekly broken up split graphic in the middle right, and then and she, she wrote, wrote underneath who's, who's that, that behind, the, behind mask? the mask love, love rita ora her okay. handwriting's bad okay wow we're really just ripping apart her artistic... i almost bought this shirt and then Lindsay talked me out of it so i didn't actually buy it you would never Although it would go wear... to charity which is good sure but just give some money to charity you don't need a t-shirt that's true that's true you know? and the shipping costs i don't need to ship something from london or as if my carbon footprint isn't big enough. I'm shipping a Rita Ora shirt from London. No thanks. <laughs> also, if we didn't buy her coronavirus, her iconic COVID shirt, we're not buying this. 
Yeah, yeah. I what else is she did up buy to? it, but it never showed up. She twirled into week four of the Messinger UK. Who's ready for more guesses? And then I guess this is you who wrote, I love that her job is literally guessing. That's <laughs> yeah, that's <it>. me. <laughs> like she's, she's not even trying to pretend that her job isn't to do more than just guess when she's hosting the Masked Singer. Who's ready for more guesses? She sings, she dances, she guesses, but she does not draw. So we're done. Um, thank you for listening to another episode of Who Weekly. Keep calling in at 619. Who them to leave questions, comments, and concerns for our Friday show. Who's there? Thank you to Katie and Eric of The Who's for providing our Rita theme song. Thank you to Timmy, our research and editorial assistant, for researching and assisting. Thank you to all of our patrons for supporting us on patreon.com slash whoweekly for bonus episodes and more, including a Discord. And, uh, oh, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. We love those ratings and reviewings, and we'll see you on Friday. Bye. Bye. You will say that. Today's episode of Who Weekly is brought to you by The CW. New series Naomi airs Tuesdays at 9, 8 central, or you can stream free next day on The CW app.